gentlemen, in the red corner, hailing from the state of Nevada, representing the steam and wise guys, it's the always feared Vegas Odds Maker! And in the blue corner, the crowd favorite from South Florida, Mark Winning Picks Lawrence! And now, let's get it on! Against the Spread Winning Picks with Mark Lawrence! Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King, and we're set to go against the spread on this NFL and college football card as we enter now into the second half, if you will, of the National Football League season for 2016. The college football season makes its November drive, if you will, to the college football playoffs. With that, the World Series going on right now as well as we speak. We do the show Wednesday morning, our hometown Cleveland Indians playing the Chicago Cubs in Game 7. We've got our fingers crossed down here in South Florida for the Tribe as well. Victor, quite a time it is right now between football, basketball, and the World Series. Absolutely. One of the best times of the season. You have got that uh, by far correct, Mark. Our service has done really good with the totals plays here. We're coming off one of our best uh, months of October ever. In the last six weeks, our King Creole college football plays have gone 11-2. and two. We're currently ranked number two in the country with the sports monitor. Even the MLB uh, playoffs have been good to our totals team. Five and one after winning Tuesday night with our only over thus far of the World Series. We were on over the total in Tuesday night's game six. And that one pretty much cashed pretty early. Of course, as you mentioned, we record the show on Wednesday mornings, Mark, and uh, we're biting our nails here in Game 7. Regardless of what happens in Game 7 of the World Series, it's going to be a historic outcome, either for the Cubs or for the Indians. And uh, also, I want to congratulate you on a really, really good Saturday in college football, Mark. Four and one overall. Actually, five and one if you include that winner on the Indians in baseball on Saturday including that big five-star on Florida State. So a very nice weekend for you in college football. Yeah, it's been real nice, uh, this run we've had in major games. We'll talk a little bit more about that a little bit later on in the show with our 10-star November to remember now upon us here right now. We're talking about college football, Victor, the, the big news in the world of college football. Before we get to the rankings, when I want to talk about the rankings from the college football playoff rankings, I touched touch with you before the show. You're talking about college football conference dogs this year and how well the dogs in conference play have fared. What did you uncover as far as conference dogs and their success has been this 2016 season? Right. I was playing around with our college football database uh, earlier this morning and since week three of this season, and that's usually the week in which the conference games start playing with a little bit more regularity, but since week of the uh, three of this season, college football conference underdogs have gone 164 and 113 against the spread. That's 59% against the spread on the blind. Of course, that meaning it doesn't matter whether they're home, away, whether they're catching three points, 10 points, 20 points. 59% for conference dogs since week three. The best situation for these teams have been when they're coming in off a straight-up and ATS conference loss in their last game. These dogs have gone 61-24 and won. That's 72%. And finally, the best tightener within that situation has been 26-6 and or 81%. When the favored team is also off a loss in their last game. 
So you want to think about playing these conference dogs these days. And I know a lot of people base their wagers on specifically what happened last week. And we all know that's wrong. In fact, one of the top five rules in gambling is that no team is ever as good as it looked last week. And no team is ever as bad as well. So a lot of these conference dogs, sometimes you got to hold your nose to bet on them if they look pretty poor in their last game. But that's been the best situation to actually ride these dogs this year. Again, 61-24-1 for all conference dogs off a straight-up an ATS conference loss in their last game at 72%. And again, the tightener, which hits at 81%, 26-6 against the spread, opponent off a loss as well. There are seven such underdogs going this week. We'll let you play around in your database to figure out who they are. But uh, if you've been laying points in college football games in conference play and your bankroll is a little bit lighter, we now know why. We know why you're in the cemetery right now after Halloween. It's not just Halloween. It's because you've been playing favorites in college football conference games. We're visiting with Victor King from King Creole Sports talking about the college football card. And, Victor, the big news this week was the first of what will be the remaining college football playoff polls were unveiled this week. And with five undefeated teams left in college football, thanks to roadkill Saturday last week, when we lost a handful of teams from the undefeated status, there are now five undefeated teams remaining. You would think four of them would occupy the top four spots in this poll, but they don't. Only three of them do. I guess the big surprise, Victor, in everybody's mind is what is Texas A&M doing the number four team in the polls and Washington the number five team? Can you explain to me what the thinking was be- between uh, by by the committee in awarding Texas A&M the number four slot and the Washington Huskies the number five slot? I've got three letters for you. S-O-S, strength of schedule. It's pretty much a slam dunk, of course, with Alabama, Clemson, and Michigan. But it's those uh, fourth, fifth, sixth, and even seventh spots that are creating a little bit of controversy. Obviously, with Texas A&M in the number four spot, I don't think that's based too much on their statistics because the Aggies are a team that has the 84th ranked defense in the country, allowing 424 uh, points per game. So it's not statistically based. Obviously, it's strength of schedule based. I know on the uh, Sagarin strength of schedule, A&M comes in with the 23rd toughest schedule of the season, while the team that you would figure should be in there, the Huskies from Washington, come in as the 69th ranked strength of schedule. Washington's gone 1-0 and this season against top 30 teams. They've only really had one tough game. Texas A&M, meanwhile, has gone 3-1 and straight up against the top 30 teams in the country. So there is probably your answer, Mark. You got the most powerful conference and the fact that they have played a tougher schedule up until now uh, than Washington has. But we'll say this, in the short history of these uh, college football playoff polls, Mark, there's usually a team ranked outside of the top 10 that when all is said and done, will come in and will squeak in and will make the top four the only question is, uh, what possible teams could that be? Well, looking at from where the standings are right now, Victor, looking using that analogy from teams outside the top 10, the Florida Gators number 11 at 6-1, and one, the Baylor Bears at 6-1, and one, look to be the obvious choices, uh, depending upon how, the, obviously, the rest of the season does shake out. And I will say this, that... Uh, I know it was last year, and I don't know if it's been every year, but I know it was last year, possibly two years in a row, that in the first poll rankings, the top four teams, of those top four teams, only one of them made the playoffs 
last football season here. So looking at Alabama, Clemson, Michigan, and A&M, if you figure only one of these guys are going to make the playoffs, who would your guess be? Uh, obviously, that number one team, uh, Clemson, could stumble in a potential ACC title game. Michigan's got an annual date with Ohio State coming up as well. So of those, I would say the safest play would be probably the Alabama Crimson Tide. And I would not also be surprised, Mark, that this might be the first season ever that a two-loss team makes the top four. We could see just that, a two-loss team. You have the Ohio State Buckeyes right now at 7-1, Louisville at 7-1, A&M at 7-1, Nebraska at 7-1. So a lot of good quality one-loss teams making up this first poll in the college football playoffs. You're tuned in to Mark Lawrence against the spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. Victor, let's shift it over to the National Football League side of things here before we go into our first commercial break and come back with our special guest, Brian Blessing, is going to join us, a radio host from Las Vegas. We'll find out what's going on from Brian in Las Vegas these days. And we'll also hop out and join with Andy Isco to get the Vegas vibe in Las Vegas. We've got a big Vegas show on tap this week. National Football League side of things this season here, Victor. We're talking about some of these football teams that right now are losing teams that have a chance to make the playoffs, staying in that same vein of college football teams that could cash or crash through. What NFL teams do you see that don't have a winning record right now but could possibly find their way into the playoffs by season's end? Well, you know, this is a good topic for our uh, midseason report card in the NFL. And obviously, you could point to two, three, maybe even four teams who are currently under 500 who have a shot at making the playoffs. But to me, the slam dunk team has got to be the Arizona Cardinals at three, four, and one on the season. They're only a game and a half behind Seattle. If you look at their points for, points against, this is a team that has 39 more points for on the season. That's an average of plus 4.8 points per game based on that alone. The Cardinals should really be a five and three team rather than their current record of uh, three, four, and one. And what seals the deal for me in regards to the Cardinals is the fact that here is a team that is actually ranked number one on the season in defense. They're only allowing 297 yards per game. Arizona now is ranked number one overall in defense. In scoring defense, they're ranked, uh, what, number six on the season, allowing only 17.5 points per game. They're going to get their offense cranked up here in the second half of the season. They're not quite putting up the offensive numbers that they did last season, particularly in the first half, but they've been playing some outstanding defense. So for me, that slam dunk team that has a great shot at making the playoffs, maybe not winning the title, but at least in the wild card round would be the Arizona Cardinals. I would concur with that, Victor, largely because, as you mentioned, the number one ranked defense in the National Football League, that goes a long, long way towards making the playoffs. And we all know how well teams that have top-ranked defenses fare once they make the playoffs. Keep an eye on the Arizona Cardinals as being that sleeper team. One other quick note here, Victor, before I turn it over to you for an NFL over-under total recap on the season here. Staying in, in the same vein with our good friend Steve Crabb, who sends us and nominates each week his most embarrassed team in the National Football League. That's there's a team that's red-faced embarrassed that has the most to play for on the football card this week, and that would have to be the Minnesota Vikings coming in off back-to-back losses, opening up the season a perfect 5-0 to start this season off back-to-back losses since their bye week here 
I think they'd be the most embarrassed team. We keep an eye on the Vikings this week for our NFL most embarrassed team on the football card this week. And Victor, before we hop out to Las Vegas and check in with Brian Blessing to find out what's going on in Vegas from Brian Blessing, national radio show host in Las Vegas, a quick synopsis, if you will, about the NFL over-under totals this year. Uh, I know the totals tip sheet is doing really rather well, used specifically on the King Creole service with your over-under total plays. Where do we stand over-under totals-wise in the National Football League this season? It's been a topsy-turvy three-week period in the NFL. You know, back in June, when my wife and I were heading up to Cleveland for my brother's wedding, we made it a point to head out to the roller coaster capital of the world, Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio. Spent a great day there. Love the roller coasters. Even as I uh, get close to 60 years of age, Still love riding the roller coasters. And the last three weeks of the NFL have been a roller coaster ride for totals players. Uh, two weeks ago, it was the highest scoring week of the season, 48.4 points per game. One week ago, it was the lowest scoring week of the season, 42.3 points per game. Lo and behold, this most recent weekend, again, the highest scoring weekend of the season in the NFL, first time all season long that the average point scored was over 50, 50.5. There was nine overs and four unders last week. A good week for over players by far. Again, the average of 50.5. On the season right now in the NFL, we're at 64 overs, 54 unders, two ties. Breaking things down, The I'm showing the primetime games in the NFL are now at 9, 15, and 1. That's 9 overs, 15 unders, 1 tie. We've, of course, touched on this with our Andy Isco segment. The fact that the primetime games have gone under with decent regularity is probably a pretty good sign for the books and not a good sign for the players. But the Sunday early kickoff games this season, those games that are at 1 o'clock Eastern time or earlier, have now gone 41-24 and won on the season. 63% of the early kickoff games have gone over the total. The late afternoon kickoff games have gone 14 and 15 overall. Your surprise teams, how about the Atlanta Falcons? You know, Mark Atlanta, they were the best under team in all of football last season. They were, they finished a year on a 2 and 12 over under run. They've done a 180 with a great offense and a defense that can be exposed. Atlanta is your number one over team at the halfway point of the season. Seven and one over under for the Atlanta Falcons. Their average game is uh, average 60.7 points per game. Buffalo comes in at a very surprising six and two overall. You would not think that about a Rex Ryan coach team, a team that relies so much on the run. You got Buffalo a six and two over on, on, on the season. So is the Oakland Raiders six and two. We were on them last week against Tampa Bay with our, Five-star over of the month. We're fortunate to hit that one in overtime. Another AFC West team, San Diego Chargers, at 6-2 and two overall. And then we still got one, two, three, four more teams at 6-2 and two overall. Tennessee, Washington, Cleveland, and Indianapolis Colts. And then bringing up the rear, the under teams, the solid defensive teams, the conservative offensive teams coming in at 2-5 and five over under on the season is a five-way tie between the Minnesota Vikings, not surprising, Kansas City Chiefs, not surprising, Chicago Bears, not surprising. But the final two are a little surprising. New York Giants at 2-5 and five over under. They were one of the better over teams last season. 
and the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, who again were one of the better over teams last season at two and five overall. So a lot of surprises in the NFL in regards to totals. And Mark, remember this over under results, they change fast for individual teams. The sharp, savvy totals better realizes that things do not stay the same and they get uh, on or off a team at the right time. Quick recap of the NFL over-under totals from Victor King, publisher of the Totals Tip Sheet here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread this week. One quick note before we go to break here, we'll visit with our friend Brian Blessing from Sportsbook Radio in Las Vegas. As I do my quarterback check each week of the top quarterbacks in the National Football League, we find the number one rated quarterback is Tom Brady at 133.9 quarterback ratings. No surprise there. Number two is Matt Ryan from Atlanta, Drew Brees, Matt Stafford, and Derek Carr round up the top five, the worst quarterback, starting quarterback in the NFL, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 68.0 quarterback rating. But one more quick question here, Victor. There is a quarterback in the National Football League who has a rating higher than does Tom Brady. Who might you think that would be? Well, is this based on a quarterback who has started multiple games this season or one of these guys like uh, Nick Foles who played three quarters of a game? It would be one of these guys like Nick Foles who plays three quarters of a game. (laughs) Real good. His quarterback rating is 135.2. So Nick Foles out there uh, sitting, waiting, biding his time, waiting just in case Alex Smith takes too many hits and his time will come once again for the Kansas City Chiefs. Don't you go away when Victor and I come back. We're going to tear down our college football game of the week. We'll check in with Brian Blessing from Sportsbook Radio in Las Vegas. That and a whole lot more to come here with Mark Lawrence against the spread. Attention all serious football fans. If you follow the best football newsletters in the nation, now you can get them all at the all-new Playbook Newsletter Superstore. One visit allows you to download the best publications in the nation, including The Gold Sheet, Victor King's NFL Totals Tip Sheet, PointWise, Sports Reporter, The Playbook, Power Sweep, The Logical Approach, The Green Sheet, and The Gridiron Gold Sheet. Check it out now at PlaybookSuperstore.com or download your weekly newsletters on the all-new Playbook Cube. That's every major football newsletter on the market today. Now available at PlaybookSuperstore.com. Think you know sports? Let's find out how many times do you predict the next play during a game. Now you can prove it to your friends and earn prizes in the process with the exciting new interactive sports app, FireFan. Get in the game now with a free download at FireFan.com. Use the promo code VegasFireFan. It's fun, it's social, it's competitive, it's interactive, it's free, and it's going to change the way you approach game day at FireFan.com. Play by yourself, form a league, do live chats, and get in the game today at FireFan.com. Get a free download now by entering the code VegasFireFan. That code again is VegasFireFan. And join the army of fans that have found a better way to play. Ignite your passion for sports today. Enter the promo code VegasFireFan now at FireFan.com. Welcome back, everybody. Mark Lawrence along with Victor King. We're going against the spread on this weekend's college and pro football cards. With that, we're going to take a special visit out to Las Vegas. We're going to check in with Vegas two times today. One now joining our good friend Brian Blessing, the host of the Sportsbook Radio National 
sports talk show. A little bit later on the show, we'll check in with Andy Isco to find out the Vegas vibe and what's going on in Las Vegas. But with that, let me introduce to you Brian Blessing, a good friend of mine from Las Vegas. I do a Brian show every Wednesday throughout the football season here as we go over the college and pro football, baseball, basketball cards on a weekly basis with Brian. And uh, Brian, welcome once again to the show this week. This, if you would, and if you would, first of all, let our listeners know. All about Brian Blessing. I know you were come from Buffalo. You're a big hockey guy and a big-time sports radio host in Las Vegas. Oh, hey, Mark. You know, you, you get one of those days where the bulb goes off. You finally made it. You know, I, I, I'm on Mark <laughs> Lawrence's podcast. Oh, my God. I, it's like, the moment has arrived. I'm, you know, I'm going to have to go back to bed after this. <laughs> I thought you were going to say more like you've made it because hockey's coming to Las Vegas. That's the big news in Las Vegas these days. I know you were uh, you did some uh, hockey with the Buffalo Sabres back in uh, Buffalo in your days in Buffalo. Brian and I both have one common denominator. We love to share snowflakes. He's from Buffalo. Victor and I are from Cleveland, so we know all about what winters are like in the on the Lake Erie side of things up north in Cleveland and Buffalo as well. But there I'll is National Hockey we, League. I hope, I'll tell you what I hope we share mark is uh, we've been long-suffering fans in cleveland and buffalo and uh, you got an nba title a chance at the world series you won the calder cup last year so you're giving me hope that maybe there's a day that's, <laughs> that the bills <laughs> the sabers actually win something so I'm, I'm hoping there's a common denominator there well the, uh, the, i would think I, i'd probably vote first for the sabers as i would oppose to the bills i know it's a little bit tougher in the national football league side of things and i know the buffalo sabers a lot like our Florida Panthers down here are a real strong up-and-coming team in the in National Hockey League. Uh, there's a lot of good young players that are forming a great nucleus with Buffalo. We may not see it this year, but keep an eye on the Buffalo Sabres down the road because I think this team's going to be awfully exciting, as will be hockey in Las Vegas. If you would, Brian, let us know what you're doing with Vegas hockey and how you're involved with that franchise moving to Las Vegas. Well, uh, we shall see You know what ultimately happens, but I, like I said, I did the Sabres television broadcast in fact it was the impetus for me moving to las vegas i'd still be there doing the sabers broadcast and but the team went bankrupt <laughs> minor detail <laughs> the team, team went bankrupt and i said well it, and uh, and i was like kind of an independent contractor said if i was ever going to make the move to vegas now's the time so i did it and when i first came the irony when i first came to vegas and i'd go on the radio and talk about hockey they stopped short of playing a game of whack-a-mole with me but basically they said don't talk about hockey nobody cares I got here in 2005, and I said to all of them, I said, well, if if any professional team ever comes to Las Vegas, guaranteed the first league that would do it will be the NHL. And um, slowly but surely, now well, we got the team. I was on the founding 50 committee to be part of this, so it was a very uh, exciting process and done a lot of stuff with Bill Foley, the owner. And I think it's going to work, Mark. I really do. You know, the, the naysayers – Oh, they're counting on tourists for tickets. They have 16,000 season ticket holders. Uh, it's a transient city. People will go. Uh, the market in California from L.A., they'll drive in here for three hours when the Red Wings and the Flyers and the Blackhawks play. But that's like plan C and D. Uh, and then the, the nightmare scenario is if there's a honeymoon period that ends, uh, the bottom line is down the road, they sit there and look and say, hey, we got 30,000 people walking around in a mile and a half square radius from the arena looking for something to do. If there's 1,000 tickets available on a game night, they'll get the, those get rid of those in a heartbeat. Well, sounds like a great time for uh, hockey fans in Las Vegas. Also, <clears throat> possibly, Brian, 
the National Football League talking about maybe yep. relocating o- Oakland to Vegas as well. So you'd end up with a doubleheader slam, a coup that way if both the NHL and the NFL landed in Las Vegas. So lots of exciting things going on in Las Vegas for you these days. And I know it keeps you busy with your national sportsbook radio talk show that you do each uh, weekdays throughout the season. A very, very popular show, Lunchtime in Las Vegas with Brian Blessing. We're visiting with Brian Blessing from Las Vegas. And Brian, one thing I want to also mention here, uh, is about the fire fan that, uh, the big news about fire fan going on. Victor's, uh, associated with fire fan. I'm associated with fire fan. We've got people in our office. You're associated with fire fan. We're getting ready for this app to launch here, uh, come Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, if you would let our listeners know how they can be a part of Brian blessings, fire fan team as well. Well, you know, the bottom line with it, Mark, uh, in the beginning, I had heard about it and I, I wouldn't have gone near something like this in a million years. Mark Lawrence sold me on it. And, uh, you know, Mark is one of the most credible, uh, trustworthy people I know and a very good friend. And, and I, you know, said to myself, if Mark Lawrence believes in this, there's gotta be something here. Did a little more homework, uh, got involved and conceptually it is an absolutely incredible idea. It, it is not wagering. It's a game. But the concept is in-game wagering. And, I, you know, how many times are you sitting watching the games with your friend? It's third and 12, and you go, this is a draw or it's a screen. Uh, and you're sitting there, and you try to predict the plays as the game goes along. Well, that's what's going to happen with this game. You're going to play along with the game on TV. And if you know sports, you've got the opportunity to answer questions correctly, accrue points, and then by connection, it, those points add up. And you can win incredible prizes. It starts with shirts and caps, but it could be iPads, trips, tickets to games. Um, it, but the, the buzz for this thing, Mark, is off the charts. And, uh, you know, I know you've mentioned it before, the Pokemon and Candy Crush buzz that's out there. Uh, I'm not an app guy. But young people play apps. They love it. They, they, they just can't get enough of it. And basically, it's, it's an untapped market. For sports fans, uh, you know, and it could be novices that don't bet or play fantasy sports. But if, if fantasy sports is such a home run and it's only 18 to 20% uh, of the worldwide market, that means there's a monster market out there that would love to just play a game along, not necessarily gamble on the game. They don't want to really invest big money in this. I, I think I conceptually, I think it's a home run and there's every indication this thing's going to go viral. I think it is going to go viral. They've got nearly a million people pre-registered for downloads for FireFan. You could take advantage and play with Brian Blessing, play with myself, play with Victor King. Log on to FireFan.com. Use the promo code VegasFireFan. That's VegasFireFan. You'll be playing with Brian Blessing. You'll be playing with Mark Lawrence. You'll be playing with Victor King and all your family, all your friends. It's real simple. A fun, free game to play. FireFan. Log on at FireFan.com and use the promo code Vegas fire fan. You'll be glad you did. Brian, before I let you go on this week's show here on Mark Lawrence against the spread, I know our listeners, as I always do with every guest that I bring on, I can't let you go without knowing what you might like for a complimentary play on the card this week, on the football card. Well, if I could be so bold, I've got a football play, but you and I are big horse racing guys. So I'm going to you know, throw one. <laughs> there we go. There. I'm going to throw a horse out too, but the football end of things real quick first. Um, and, and this play actually comes Kind of from you, Mark, when we, we've done the show together now for about a decade, and some of the teams you've turned me on to are the Sun Belt and the uh, Conference USA and these these smaller programs. And there are teams that I end up latching on to that, you know, for whatever reason, you get a really good read on. 
Um, Western Kentucky is one of those teams, uh, beginning of last year, that's why the Playbook magazine is so great. It works all year long. But last year, you know, we said watch out when that Western Kentucky Marshall game comes along. Flew over the total. I'm a totals guy. Um, I like Western Kentucky uh, in their game this week to go over the total of uh, 66 and a half. Last week, they scored 52, and Florida Atlantic didn't cooperate. They only scored three. But they're going against Florida International in their last five games. Florida International scored 35, 24, 27, and 35. And you and I use horse racing even in sports handicapping with those uh, common frame of references, the company you keep. Uh, Middle Tennessee State was the common thread between these two. You had a 42-35 game with Middle Tennessee State beating Florida International. Western Kentucky beat Middle Tennessee State 44-43. The total 66.5 mark, and I think it's a deflated total because Western Kentucky only gave up three last week. The weather, 70 and sunny, no wind. I think we got a track meet on our hands. I love uh, Western Kentucky and Florida International to go over the total. Brian Blessing, radio host, uh, host with Sportsbook Radio in Las Vegas. Uh, Brian, also, I'm going to tease you again here. You mentioned about the Breeders' Cup coming up here and a horse that you might have. Is there anything you're looking at as far as Breeders' Cup is concerned? Yeah, it's a, on Friday. The Breeders' Cup is a two-day event. Uh, Tony Neville, our good friend over at Treasure Island, uh, you and I, I'm always calling you when I see a baby, that uh, a two-year-old, a maiden, say, hey, this is one you could consider for a derby future. And we spotted a horse. Uh, off a maiden win named Favorable Outcome. Well, so we put a derby future on this horse. So he goes on the shelf, comes back in the champagne, which is a big prep for, you know, two-year-olds that ultimately would be on the triple crown chase. And he really laid an egg. He ran third uh, in that particular race. But, Mark, he's trained by Chad Brown, who is the best turf trainer in North America. Always look for the European horses on the turf in the Breeders' Cup. But in the juvenile turf on Friday, this is race six on Friday, the number four favorable outcome. Uh, Chad Brown is putting this horse on the turf for the first time, and it's the second race off the layoff. And you've got to be willing to draw a line through a bad race. There could have been, you know, could have had a breathing problem or, you know, some kind of quirky problem. But that's where you hit home runs is being willing to forgive. And this is a big leap of faith, Mark. This horse is going on the turf for the first time against proven runners. But 15 to 1 is the morning line price on favorable outcome. I think you might get higher, and this horse could absolutely freak on the turf for the first time. We got a derby future on this horse, but we're going to try to get our money here in the uh, juvenile turf, race six Friday at Santa Anita. I like it. A 15 to 1 shot, favorable outcome, race six of the. Uh, of the Juvenile Breeders' Cup on Friday. That's from Brian Blessing in Las Vegas, sportsbook talk show host from the Sportsbook Radio Show. He also likes the Western Kentucky-Florida International game to fly over that 66.5-point uh, total on the game. And, Brian, how can our listeners tune into Sportsbook Radio if they're not in Las Vegas? Is there a way to do that uh, through the Internet to listen to your sports talk show? Oh, we'd, we'd love to have people jump on board. In fact, we're really excited, Mark, with – the hockey team coming here. We've now turned it into a two-hour block, and it's one hour of sportsbook radio with all the top sportsbook directors and, and people like Mark, the top handicappers. Uh, I know you got Andy Isco coming up. Andy's on the show um, on occasion. We love having Andy on. But that's noon to one Pacific time, and we just started. Uh, we're in our third week with incredible guests, Vegas Hockey Hotline. So it's it's a, a phenomenal hockey show, I, and, I, and I say that with pride because – Dana Lane does the show with us, but we, we had great guests 
from around the NHL. So it's noon to 2 Pacific time. Uh, Sportsbook Radio followed by Vegas Hockey Hotline. You can listen at sportsbookradio.com. Uh, and it's on AM 1400 KSHP. And they have a listen live function as well. KSHP.com. Brian Blessing, our good friend joining us from Las Vegas. Catch Brian Blessing weekdays at sportsbookradio.com. Also, play the game. Play Firefan with Brian. Simply log on at firefan.com. Use the promo code VegasFireFan, and you'll be playing the game with Brian, Victor, and I once the game launches this Thanksgiving week. Brian, we really enjoyed having you on the show this week. I'm going to keep a close eye on favorable outcome Friday in the Breeders' Cup as well, and I look forward to visiting with you a bit later on in the day this week at Sportsbook Radio as well. And Mark, it was an absolute pleasure and uh, thrilled to, to have done it. You've been always gracious with your time and not that your listeners don't know this, but believe me, you are held in extremely high regard out here in Las Vegas and personally uh, a dear friend. Uh, always a pleasure, bud. Well, my pleasure as well, Brian. Hey, thanks for joining us. I'm going to enjoy the Breeders' Cup games with you, the football games as well, and we'll look forward to playing Firefan together. Have a great day. Thanks, Mark. That was Brian Blessing joining us from sportsbookradio.com in Las Vegas as we get a little bit of a vibe of what's going on in Las Vegas with the new National Hockey League franchise moving there, possibly the NFL. Lots of things going on in Las Vegas along with the Breeders' Cup races this weekend. And with that, let's move over, Victor, now to our college football game of the week. I know our listeners are antsy and looking forward to this breakdown. Perhaps arguably the best game in college football we've seen thus far this season to date takes place in the Southeast Conference when Alabama invades the pit in Death Valley to take on LSU Saturday night. Victor, your take on the Tide and the Tigers in this big Southeast Conference showdown Saturday night. Should be a fun Saturday night. 8 o'clock Eastern is our kickoff from Baton Rouge, Alabama. A touchdown favorite. In some cases, uh, there's a hook out there, 7.5. The over-under line in this game opened at 50. It dropped immediately, 4 points. In some cases, 5 points. When I looked this morning, the line was at 45 for Alabama LSU SEC battle. This is the lowest over-under line of the season for Alabama. This is the lowest over-under line since week one for LSU when they played Wisconsin. And there is a lot to like about this game under the total that we can certainly mention. Alabama, yeah, they're 4-4 four and four over-under on the season, but LSU has yet to go over the total in a game this season. The Tigers, oh, 5-2 over-under. That's zero overs, five unders, two ties. The average LSU game has gone under by about six and a half points per game this season. Also, if you like series history trends, six out of the last seven meetings in this series have also gone under the total. The average line, 44.7, average score, 37.6. So the average Crimson Tide Tiger game has gone under by just about a touchdown, by 7.1 points per game. And in fact, the last four games played in Baton Rouge have only averaged 34.3 points per game. Of course, last year, Mark, Alabama had that, uh, what, two-touchdown win over LSU. They won 30-16. to The over-under line was 47. And the game went under the total by one point. Of course, When it comes to defense, number five scoring defense for LSU, they're only allowing 15 points per game. Alabama, number four scoring defense, only allowing 14.9 points per game. 
So in terms of stats, uh, overall team over-under trends, even series history, everything is pointing to a low-scoring game. I don't buy it. Uh, I'm scratching my head a little bit, and I think there's actually a little bit of value on this game going over the total, Mark, and for three reasons. Number one, LSU offense has changed since making that early season coaching change. You know, the the offense was extremely flat for a while there for LSU. I mean, we're talking flat as what, three-day-old uh, Pepsi or Coca-Cola. It's come around. It's thriving under a new system. Uh, interim coach Ed Orgeron has kind of removed the shackles from the LSU offense, and in their last three games, they've scored 42, 45, and 38 points. So they've opened up their playbook a little bit. We've got a healthy Leonard Ferret. That's reason number one why I do like the over a little bit more in this particular game. Let's not forget that Alabama, yeah, they got a great defense, but they've actually struggled on the road this season. In their three road games, Alabama's allowed 27.6 points per game on the road. All three of those games, Mark, went over the total. And, of course, the third reason, and we touched on this when Alabama was our game of the week two weeks ago, uh, in a usually unreliable area, Alabama is pretty reliable when it comes to scoring on defense or on special teams as well. So despite the stats, despite the series history, I think there's a little bit of value in this game over the total. I'm showing somewhere around a 27 to 24 final score uh, over under maybe 50, 51, maybe 52 points. For that reason, Mark, I'm going to be playing this game over the total, Alabama versus LSU. Victor likes a high-scoring football game in the showdown in Death Valley between the Bengals and the Tide. He goes over the total for his side in the football game. Number one-ranked Alabama invades LSU this week here. Undefeated, yes, with a week of rest, yes, probably a bad thing because we know, as we've documented in our playbook football newsletter in articles and angles that we've done in the past, that undefeated teams playing at the week of rest at this stage of the season, that rest really hampers a football team. It breaks down the momentum, if you will, gives them a little bit longer time to either get fat and sassy, think about who they are, it also gives the opponent a little bit more time to think about who they are tearing down their playbook and their game film for a little extra time as well. The Tide also just one and four to the spread the last five games on the road with rest when they're coming off a Southeast Conference winning cover their previous game. Send them out on the Southeast Conference road, Alabama, as road favorites of less than 14 points, just four and ten to the spread. So there are obviously some holes at Alabama in which to attack in this football game. It hasn't been all that fruitful this year attacking Alabama clearly head and shoulders the number one team in all of college football this year they're going to take on the Bengals of LSU also playing with the week of rest to get ready for this football game five and one to the spread at home is LSU when they've had a bye week to get ready for a football contest six and two to the spread the last eight times when they've been a conference home dog of four or more points and as Victor mentioned since Ed Ogeron has come aboard with this football program here they're 3-0 and straight up and against the spread. There's three games that Ogeron's been their head coach. Average winning margin in the stats, 361 yards a game, averaging 41.7 points in those contests. Completely a different football team behind Ed Ogeron as opposed to Les Miles, 
who was canned and given the pink slip earlier on in the football season here. One other note here in this football contest, the reason I'll be on LSU in this football game, this comes from the Midweek Alert football newsletter, which has been on fire, guys. Midweek Alert, 6-0 and on best bets the last two weeks. 10-2 and two overall on our players the last two weeks. Download your copy of the Midweek Alert football newsletter this week. And when you do, you'll read this stat inside the Midweek Alert about LSU. Going back and look at this team the last 14 years when they've been at home hosting undefeated football teams. LSU is 19-4 and four straight up in these games with only one loss by more than six points. These are the kind of football games that LSU thrives on. They also thrive on being a host playing Saturday night in the pit in Death Valley where they have a phenomenal football record. I smell an upset in this football game. I like LSU plus the points are over Alabama in what I think would be surprising if they knock the tie down from their number one ranking this week. You're tuned in to Mark Lawrence Against the Spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. Don't you go away when Victor and I come back. We're going to tear down our NFL game of the week, a beauty on tap in an AFC West division battle. And we'll also check out in Las Vegas with Andy Isco to find out the Vegas vibe and all of what's going on in Vegas. That and a whole lot more to come here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Think you know sports? Let's find out how many times do you predict the next play during a game. Now you can prove it to your friends and earn prizes in the process with the exciting new interactive sports app, FireFan. Get in the game now with a free download at FireFan.com. Use the promo code FREEFIREFAN. It's fun. It's social. It's competitive. It's interactive. It's free. And it's going to change the way you approach game day at FireFan.com. Play by yourself. Form a league. Do live chats. And get in the game today at FireFan.com. Get a free download now by entering the code FREEFIREFAN. That code again is FREEFIREFAN. And join the army of fans that have found a better way to play. Ignite your passion for sports today. Enter the promo code FREEFIREFAN now at FIREFAN.com. Hey, sports fans. Football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action. MyBookie.ag is an industry-leading website that offers odds and action on your favorite games. Take advantage of the MyBookie specials before they're gone. Call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or visit us online at MyBookie.ag to open an account. Pull out your smartphone to sign up with our user-friendly mobile site for on-the-go action. What are you waiting for? Come join mybookie.ag today. Call toll-free at 844-900-2387 or go online to mybookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Only the biggest, only the best, only at mybookie.ag. Sign up today. All right, guys, let's get into it. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King, and we're going against the spread on this week's College and Pro Football Cards. It's time once again for our featured NFL Game of the Week, and what a beauty we've got on tap Sunday night when the red-hot Oakland Raiders play host to the Denver Broncos in a battle of division leaders in the AFC West. Victor, how do you see the Raiders and the Broncos shaking out this Sunday night? Looks like the odds makers are a little confused right now as to who should be the favorite in this game, Mark. I'm seeing some pick'ems out there. In some cases, a Denver minus one. 
But what they can be in agreement with is the fairly low over-under line in this particular game. It opened at 44. It's come down about a half point. We're somewhere around 43 and a half. There's still a couple of 44s as well out there. So this is the Sunday night game. And uh, Denver coming in at, what, 4-4 four and four over under on the season. 24.2 points per game scored. 17 points per game allowed. The average Denver line, 43. Their average score, 41. So the Broncos have gone under, but by a very small margin of only two points per game. Oakland, of course, has been one of the favorite over teams for over-under players thus far this season. 75% of their games have indeed gone over the total. Six out of eight. We're talking the team averaging almost 27 points on the season for the Oakland Raiders, 26.9. And a defense that's allowed 25.4 points per game. So the average Raider line has been 47.8. Average score, 55.3. Oakland games have gone over the total on average by plus 7.5 points per game. The series, uh, it's had its highs and lows in regards to overs. And unders, 0-2 over under last season. The two games combined for 27 points and only 26 points. In 2014, the series went over in each of the first uh, each of the first two games played between the two. I think we can kind of call that the Peyton Manning effect. I wrote about that this week in the totals tip sheet. Denver was one of these fantastic over teams during the Peyton Manning era going what 31 and 14 in his first three seasons but when they started emphasizing defense and when he started getting a little bit hurt and injured Denver has been a great under team it's one of those uh, turnaround over under teams that I touched on briefly at the beginning of the show and again the sharp savvy guy realizes that things don't say the same so right now we're talking a number 13 scoring offense in the Denver Broncos. They're averaging 24.2 points per game. Number six scoring offense for the Oakland Raiders with 26.9. And I think this is going to be that breakout offensive game that Denver has been looking for this season, particularly against an Oakland defense that's allowing over 400 yards per game. According to the odds makers, the final score should be somewhere around, oh, Denver 22, Oakland 21. I think Denver scores a few more points than that. And we see something in the area of a 27 to 20 Denver win. Uh, maybe 27 to 17, which would still put this game over the total. Don't feel quite as strong about the college football over the Alabama LSU game. But I do have at this point, Mark, a lean on over in the Sunday night game in the AFC West battle. Victor's leaning over the total in the Broncos-Raiders showdown game Sunday night between these two AFC West division leaders. And as I say, these two teams are tied at 6-2 and two atop the division, so this will ends up being a key critical matchup, if you will, in the series. You take a look at the Denver Broncos coming in here. They've dominated Oakland in the past, winning nine straight games in the series, 7-1-1 one one to the spread. They've also dominated their division, if you will. Take a look at this team on the AFC West Road. How about 18-4 and four straight up and against the spread the last 22 division road games for the Denver Broncos? They also have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, given the fact that they were beat at home against Oakland late in the season last year as a favorite here. They had 
defeated Oakland eight straight games in a row prior to that particular loss. The Oakland Raiders come in here off that huge win in overtime against Tampa Bay last week, and they had a record 23 penalties in the football game, went to overtime, and yet somehow managed to still win the football game. Kudos, congratulations to them, because it was the first time this year that Oakland has out-yarded an opponent in a football game, despite the fact they're 6-2. and two. That was their first stat win of the season. They're also ugly 0-7 to the spread when they're playing off back-to-back road games here. You take a look what Denver does at home in division games when coming off a road game, not so good. 5-20 and 20 straight up with only four-point spread covers in this particular role. The bottom line to me when I look inside this game here, guys, we've been harping on the fact all year long in the Playbook Football Newsletter about the winning games with smoke and mirrors aspect to the Oakland Raiders. As I mentioned, only one game have they outyarded an opponent this season. That was just last week. If you take a look at their six victories this year for the Oakland Raiders here, those opponents, their six wins have come against opponents that are 18 and 26 combined this year with not one opponent owning a winning record. Their two losses this year have come against teams that both have winning records. So Oakland disposes of the teams they're supposed to, and they struggle against the teams they're not supposed to play well against. That happens to be their M.O. That happens to be their case in this game. And with that, I'll back the defending Super Bowl champion Denver Broncos for my side in the Oakland-Denver showdown game Sunday night. You're tuned in to Mark Lawrence against the spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. And with that, let's hop out to Las Vegas for one of our favorite segments. We join with our good friend Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com. Andy, how's everything going for you in Las Vegas these days? Mark, everything is going well. We're at the point where one sport is about to end. Another sport is just beginning. College basketball on the horizon. It's a busy time, an exciting time, but uh, we are now at the halfway point of the NFL season. Races are starting to take shape, and lines are starting to get extremely sharp. Well, you mentioned races also, Andy. you got the Breeders' Cup going on this weekend, which is also a pretty hectic time in Las Vegas. So somebody had mentioned, I don't know who it was, about a sports equinox, given the fact that of all the sports that can go on at one time, it was almost maximized this week. It might have been Tuesday night when the World Series game was playing, the National Hockey League, the NBA, college football. Uh, if I guess only missing was the National Football League. Maybe they didn't have a Tuesday night game to play that week, but uh, quite a time it is to be in Las Vegas, especially if you're a handicapper and putting out publications like Andy Isco does, his outstanding publication, The Logical Approach. And I encourage your listeners out there to download a copy of The Logical Approach just in time for the football games this weekend. You can do so by logging on to Andy's website at thelogicalapproach.com. Com. And with that, Andy, we've been reviewing with you on a weekly basis here the ongoings of what's happening in the Westgate Superbook Contest. Any good news or better news as far as the contestants are concerned this past week as opposed to what's happened thus far? I guess considering the poor results that uh, the contest had, especially the consensus in weeks two, three, and four, the fact that we've now had back-to-back weeks where the consensus has gone three and two can be considered good news. In fact, over the last four weeks, weeks five, six, seven, and eight, the consensus has actually posted a winning record, 10, 9, and 1 ATS, but for the season, still 19, 25, and 1 for the five most popular plays each week in the contest. As far as the contest itself, Redwine is the contestant who has the lead with a record of 39 and 1. That's 30 and a half out of a possible 40 points. 
using two using one point for a win, half point for a push. That works out to just over 75%. And we're starting to see the field thin out a little bit, especially at the top, where we've got a total of, looks like about 17, I believe, or 16 contestants spread between 30 and a half and 27 points. And then at 26 and a half, we've got 15 contestants. Another 17 contestants, half point back at 26, and then 18 contestants at 25 and a half points. And those 18 contestants occupy spots 48 through 65. And of course, the contest pays the top 50 uh, finishers and ties. So we're starting to see a little bit of a thinning out at the top. Still a lot of contestants in the middle, and we've still got nine weeks to go. 45 of 85 selections remaining to be made as the season just about at the halfway point. We'll get to the halfway point this week with that contest uh, with the, the five selections due in this week. So we'll be at that midway point with 45 of the 90 selections in place. In the Superbook contest, we're visiting with Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com, seeing if anybody can keep on track with Red Wine, the leader in the contest, as we're speaking here right now this particular week. And, Victor, I know you've got a question you'd like to run by Andy on the show as well. Yeah, Mark, I'd like to get Andy's impressions of what happened this last Sunday in the NFL. Pretty freaky to me, if you ask. And it started off with that tie in London between the Redskins and the Bengals. Another game that was uh, two minutes away from being a tie, Oakland and Tampa Bay. But, Andy, I would have to guess that it was probably one of the rougher Sundays of the season for sports books for two reasons. Number one, over at a high percentage on Sunday. They went 8-3 and three overall. And then three very public favorites won and covered. And I know when that happens, it's not a good thing for sports books. with New England covered against Buffalo, Denver covering against San Diego, and the Cowboys somehow covering with that touchdown in overtime in the Sunday night game. Your thoughts on Sunday, Andy? Well, you're exactly right, Victor. In fact, you can throw Oakland in the mix as well with their overtime win at Tampa Bay. Oakland has become a public team, not just because of the fact that there's strong rumors that they're going to be moving here in a few years, but the fact that they've been a moneymaker all season for the public, especially on the road. They're now five for five away from home, and uh, the public is easy and quick to adapt to unusual circumstances, especially that result in turnarounds and considering Oakland's record the past few years. Uh, It didn't take very long for the public to get on board the Oakland Raiders, but I think the Dallas game was especially hurtful to the books, the New England game that you pointed out, and also the Denver game. San Diego was a very popular choice in the Super Contest, also a very popular choice at the betting windows, a game that had opened last week with with Denver about a six, six six-and-a-half point home favorite, closed with Denver about a a three-and-a-half point home favorite, so a lot of money coming in on San Diego. That was really the one game that saved the books as far as uh, uh, going against the public opinion. But the other ones you mentioned, New England continues to be popular, Dallas as well. Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas. Andy, and uh, I skipped over just a little bit here about the moves that have happened in the Superbook contest, especially what the lines were sent out from Jay Cornegay at the Westgate Superbook last week, as opposed to maybe what we're looking at this week. Any major line moves that uh, you think are noteworthy from last week to this week? 
Yeah, well, actually, these are not moves in the contest itself. These are moves at the Superbook itself as far as the actual betting action at the windows. Nothing truly severe this week. We had, of course, a number of teams. In fact, we had six teams on buys last week, so not a lot to react to as far as Sunday goes because those six teams are now in action this week, and we're having another week with six buys. Amongst the ones where we did see some adjustments, the New Orleans Saints are facing the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers had a buy last week, and the Saints, of course, hosted Seattle. And New Orleans last week was a one-and-a-half-point road favorite at San Francisco, and then they pulled the upset over Seattle, and they come back on the board Sunday evening right at a three-point road favorite. That line has been bet up to three-and-a-half. We saw a bit of an adjustment with Carolina. They're taking on this week. Uh, the Rams, another team that had a bye last week, the game in Los Angeles. Carolina was a one-and-a-half-point road favorite last week. They end up with their very impressive win over Arizona, and so they were put back up on the board, adjusted upwards slightly to a two-point road favorite, and that was quickly bet up by the public to Carolina being a uh, three-point road favorite. Otherwise, nothing really significant as far as moves across key numbers. Perhaps the Atlanta Falcons you could uh, make a case for getting a move. Uh, Tampa Bay lost in overtime in fact, I heard a, a segment with Jeff Sherman, one of the odds makers over at the Westgate, heard this uh, on one of his radio uh, appearances on Tuesday, and that is that they did tend to shade a little bit against the teams coming off of overtime games. We saw that last week with Arizona and Seattle playing that overtime game Sunday night, and of course we saw uh, last week. Now, Cincinnati and Washington have buys this week, so they won't be affected, but Tampa Bay and Oakland uh, played that overtime game, in fact, nearly a full 15 minutes. Atlanta was a two-point road favorite last week at Tampa Bay for this Thursday night game, and of course that's a quick turnaround. That game, when it came back up Sunday night, Atlanta was adjusted to a three-point road favorite, and that was basically due to the overtime because Atlanta took care of business. They didn't cover as a three-point favorite, but they did come back and beat Green Bay. And, of course, Tampa Bay, in a game that was pick'em, went to overtime. So the overtime factor uh, resulted in Atlanta going uh, from a two-point favorite last week to a three and then bet up to three-and-a-half this week. And as far as the opponent in that game, Oakland and uh, Denver, uh, Denver was a one-and-a-half-point road favorite last week. That game was actually, uh, because of the performance of Oakland, we didn't see that similar adjustment that we saw with Tampa Bay. Denver actually opened up as a one-point favorite at the Westgate. They seem to be taking an opinion uh, on uh, the Denver Broncos because most of the other sports books in Nevada and worldwide either have the game at Pickham, and I'm starting to see a little bit of Oakland by one showing up. So uh, the Westgate steadfast in its support of Denver, at least as of the midweek. Andy Isco joining us from TheLogicalApproach.com, reviewing some of the moves in the Super Contest that have occurred from last week to this week as far as the Super Contest's early send-out lines were concerned. And Andy, if you would, I know our listeners out there would like to know what you've got on mind as far as a complimentary play in the football card looks like this week. Well, I'm going to go to that game uh, I referred to in the line move segment, Carolina at uh, the Los Angeles uh, Rams. Uh, we, now, we rarely want to form solid judgment based on just one performance, but Carolina may have given us the buy sign with its impressive win over Arizona last week that followed uh, their bye week. Uh, Carolina built an early one, early 21 nothing lead against an Arizona team that was seeking to avenge that ugly loss in last season's NFL championship game. Everything that could go wrong has gone wrong for the Panthers this year, a team that won 15 games last year, but now with the win over Arizona, improved to only 2-5. and five. There's still a plenty of talent on that team, much of which 
form the nucleus of the team, especially the offense from last year. And the performance that we saw following the bye is indicative of many Super Bowl runner-ups. Super Bowl losers usually struggle the following year. Sometimes they play themselves out of the playoffs in the first month of the season. Carolina may have done so, but they finally get a chance to regroup following that bye, which came at the right time. I'm going to look for Carolina because of the overall performances that they've shown in the three common games that they and the Rams have played. They've all faced Arizona, San Francisco, and Tampa Bay. And despite the fact that the Panthers didn't have the greatest of success, all but that San Francisco win, and of course the one last week against Arizona, statistically across the board, they have performed much better against those three common foes than have the Los Angeles Rams, who, even though they're coming off their bye week, I think don't match up very well against the Carolina Panthers this Sunday. Andy Isco on the Carolina Panthers this week. Look for their domination to continue against the Rams. They beat this team five of the last seven times. Cash the money, six of those seven football games. Andy likes the Panthers to continue on off that big win they had last week for his complimentary play on the show this week. Andy, once again, a great job on the show, as always, this week. I'm going to wish you the very best of luck this week, and I'll look forward to visiting with you once again next week here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. And I'll wish you the same luck, Mark and Victor. Enjoy all your sports endeavors, including the Breeders' Cup. We will do that. Thank you so much, Andy. That was Andy Isco joining us from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas. Don't you go away. When Victor and I come back, we're going to put the final wraps in the show. I'll share with you my awesome angle of the week, along with complimentary plays from Victor and myself, when we're back with the final segment here in just a moment on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. The all-new Playbook Cube is hands down the easiest to use sports information app on the market today. Whether it's lines, scores, streaming alerts, newsletter downloads, injuries, or betting tools, the Playbook Cube has it all. To download your Playbook Cube free of charge, simply visit the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store, or the Amazon Store. Find out for yourself why the Playbook app received a 5-star rating. Only on the Playbook Cube will you find sports pages covering every NFL and college football team, college and NFL coaches and NFL starting quarterback spread records, power ratings, football newsletters, and much more. That's the Playbook Cube, C-U-B-E. It's where day trading meets sports gaming. Get your cube today and start winning tonight. There's a storm coming, a firestorm. Get ready to raise your game. Because watching sports will never be the same. Introducing FireFan. It's a game changer. Finally, a sports app that puts you into the game. You predict the scores. You call the plays all in real time. While you watch and compete against celebrities, friends, family, and other diehard sports fans. The more you call it, the more points you can achieve. Be a loyal fan and earn loyalty rewards. Don't miss the hottest sports app of the year. FireFan, ignite your passion. Download your FireFan app today at FireFan.com. Enter player rewards code FREEFIREFAN. That's player rewards code FREEFIREFAN. Play the game. Fan the fire. Earn rewards. And now, the moment you've been waiting for. From the hot South Florida sun, it's Mark Lawrence with his awesome angle of the week. All right, guys, let's get to it. Our awesome angle of the week. We call it 911 call. And what we're looking to do in college football is to plan any three and five college football away team 
in game nine of the season if they were a bowl team last year and are playing off a double-digit win. You talk about these teams that were bowlers last year coming off a momentum double-digit victory, just three and five in the season. They know they need to perform well in this critical game nine situation, and they've done just that since 1980. There have only been 11 plays, but they've gone 10 and one against the spread. Our 9-1-1 call this week goes out to the Oregon Ducks. That's Oregon for our complimentary play when they take the road this particular weekend as our awesome angle play of the week this week. And Victor, before I hand it off to you, I also want to let our listeners know that they can join you at firefan.com. They can use the promo code playbook King. That's playbook King K I N G. You can play with Victor King at firefan.com. We're excited about this, Victor. This game is going to launch Thanksgiving week and you can get pre-registered right now to get a free download about it. I know that you'll be playing it. I'll be playing it with you as well. Let our listeners know again, once again, your code, if you will, to join you at Firefan and your complimentary play this week. As you mentioned, it's going to be launching during the week of Thanksgiving. It's a great time to launch with the extra college football games. I know uh, NFL is going to be a prime spot number one in terms of games, but once things get rolling with Firefan, we're talking, you can have play again, play along, pick against the play calls in a variety of sports. And we're not just talking American sports. We're going to be talking international sports as well. So this is global. It's not just an American phenomenon. And again, our code is going to be Playbook King. That's our Firefan code, Playbook King. And Mark, uh, we've got a free play this week. It's a game that we like over the total in the NFL. Before I get to it, I mentioned October was a, a really great month for our service. Two weeks ago, it was the five-star college football Game of the month winner, Oklahoma and Texas Tech, they combined for 125 points. We followed that up last week in the NFL with our five-star game of the month down here in Florida. Oakland Raiders, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, over the total of 49 points. Uh, there were times during the game where we didn't think we would get there. It was only 10-3 to at the half. And, in fact, when it was 24-24 in overtime, we thought we basically had a guaranteed win but then the clock starts ticking down, and again, we only won that game because of that kind of freak Oakland touchdown scored with a minute 55 left in overtime. But heck, a, uh, a happy ending is a happy ending, and we will definitely take that. And even in the uh, Major League Baseball playoffs, our totals have done very well, 5-1 and one thus far, heading into World Series Game 7. So totals are looking good. Our Saturday totals plays, we'll have them up on the playbook.com website on Thursday and then the next day on Friday we post all of our NFL over under plays for this particular weekend for our free play we're going over the total as the Saints travel west to play the San Francisco 49ers a game in which I don't see any defense happening whatsoever there's no other way to go in this game that's for sure and I am not surprised by the big over under line move it opened at 51 and as we speak this morning, it's gone up to a full point and a half. The last time I looked, already up to 52 and a half points with the Saints taking on the 49ers. So we got the number 32 scoring defense. That's the 49ers. And you got number 31 scoring defense, the Saints. Both teams allowing over 30 points per game on the season. And it's actually a pretty good time to play a Saints game over the total because 
They're actually on a two-game under streak. Consider who those opponents were, however. Number two scoring defense in Seattle. Number eight scoring defense in Kansas City. And that will not be the case against the Niners. Basically, the sky is the limit for New Orleans, who's made a nice little run lately. Their win over Seattle last week. They're up to three and four. They're only a couple of games behind. And uh, if they win this week, they're four and four. And New Orleans is back in the playoff picture in the NFL. Again, I mentioned they're off a home dog win against Seattle, while the Niners are off a home favorite loss against Tampa Bay in their last game. This is out of the database, 8-0-1 since 2011. NFL road teams off a home dog win like the Saints versus any opponent off a home favorite loss in the Niners. When these two divisions hook up against each other, it's usually a high-scoring outcome. That does, however, is uh, point spread dependent and also on the site. But still, 9-1 and one over under since 2004. NFC South Division. Road favorites of less than a touchdown, like the Saints. They're currently favored by, what, three, three and a half points versus any NFC West division opponent. Uh, Of course, the Niners, they went under the total in their first game of the season, a game in which we cashed way back on that first Monday against the Rams. But they have completely turned things around. Again, one of those turnaround over-under teams from a totals perspective. Are we calling that the Chip Kelly over-effect? We potentially can. They've now gone 5-1 and one over under San Francisco in their last six games, allowing a whopping 37 points per game in the process. Let's not forget that San Francisco, uh, they've had some time to work on their poor offense during their bye week, and it puts them in a pretty good situation as well. 6-0 and over under last four years, non-division teams after their bye week if they come into the game with a three-game or more losing streak. And, of course, the uh, Niners certainly do. In fact, we are now talking six straight up in ATS losses in a row after winning their first game of the season. In the last six years, NFL game 12 or less teams who are playing off five or more straight-up losses in a row have gone 10-1 and in games in which the over-under is expected to be high, games of 48 or more for the over-under line. It's been a pretty high-scoring series. Saints-Niners have gone 4-1-1 over-under last six games. You're going to want to join us on this one fairly soon before it potentially gets to 53 or 54. But we're looking for a lot of points there in the Bay Area, Mark, with the Saints taking on the 49ers. And again, don't forget all our totals plays. We post them up at playbook.com on Thursday and Friday, respectively. Victor King goes over the total in the New Orleans-San Francisco game for his complimentary play on the show this week. And once again, Victor's been on a red-hot run with his King Creole late phone plays. You can join him at playbook.com this weekend. Also, be sure to register online at firefan.com. Use the promo code PLAYBOOKKING. Join Victor as he plays FireFan when the game launches. You get your free download and extra reward when you download at firefan.com, use the promo code playbook king. Moving on to my complimentary play on the football card this week. And before I do that, a quick reminder, I want to remind our listeners that I'll be featuring our 10 star November to remember kicks off this weekend. We've dominated in November the past two years. We've gone 31, 15 and two overall 
on our executive late phone service plays. That's good for a net profit of over $5,300. You can join me for 10-star November. You'll get my college football 10-star play of the year, another five-star college football game of the month play, and all the college and NFL plays I make throughout November. To take advantage, call me toll-free at 1-800-321-7777 or log on to the website for 10-star November and join me for another fantastic winning month throughout the month of November. My complimentary play on the football show this week in college football inside the Mountain West Conference. We're going to play the Aggies of Utah State. Take the points against Wyoming this week. Utah State comes into this contest sitting at 3-5 and five on the season this year. They were a bowl team each of the last five years in a row. They need to win three more games going out, three of their final four games, to sustain that five-year bowling streak here. They beat Wyoming last year 58-27 to as 24.5-point favorites last year. Now they're a dog against Wyoming, a touchdown dog against Wyoming, who just defeated Boise State last week, knocked Boise State from the ranks of undefeated last football season here. We note in our newsletter that teams who beat undefeated teams as a dog and go favored by six or more points the next game are just 64-81 and 81 to the spread. All the pressure squarely on Wyoming now atop the leaderboard of the Mountain West Conference. We'll play Utah State plus the points for my complimentary play on the football show this week. And that's going to put the final wraps in this edition of Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. I want to thank our co-host Victor King from King Creole Sports, our good friend Andy Isco joining us from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas, Brian Blessing joining us for a special edition from SportsbookRadio.com, and for our good friend Jack Reynolds, who we know is listening from above. Until next week, once again, this is Mark Lawrence reminding you to always to remember to bet with your head, not over it, and good luck as always. <laughs>